All right, good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, depending on the time of day that you're listening or watching this. Today is Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, March 24th, 2021. And we have, um, interesting, uh, we don't have anything like super crazy to report. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of stuff, but. It's not like, again, like before where there's just like these, you know, mind-blowing stories or whatever. But anyways, first off, Biden is, and I'm going to be covering stuff from all over the world too. So, Biden is considering executive action on gun control after what happened in Colorado. Look, I know the debate about the gun thing and it's hard because I see both sides. However, personally, in my opinion, I do lean a little bit more to the, the conservative side, which is gun rights and what have you. Uh, you know, the right to bear arms and things like this. I think overall it does more good than bad. But again, I know that's a controversial statement to make, especially after, uh, uh, you know, what's considered to be a mass shooting just occurred. Again, just like everything in life, we got to be consistent and we got to look at it from the perspective of right now they're saying, uh, you know, the Democrats are saying guns should not be banned. We should still abide by the Second Amendment, but there should be some gun control on assault rifles. You know, do um, does someone uh, just living in their house going about their day, do they need an M16 or could they get away with, you know, just um, a Glock or what have you, right? And I, I get that perspective, but at the same time too, look, I'm not trying to take a stance of either way. Again, the, the, the downside to having these assault rifles is what just happened in Colorado. Absolutely. But the other upside to it is that if you're a sane person, if you're someone who, you know, has logic, reasoning, and, you know, you're just a regular person and you don't have any mental health issues, and you're just going about your day and you have, you know, a couple uh, AK-40, or, sorry, M16s or what have you, assault rifles to protect your family. I'm going to be honest. Personally, in my humble opinion, I see nothing wrong with that. However, I can definitely see how people take issue with that. Now, the question then becomes, is there going to be real reform or not? Uh, it depends how much power Biden really wants to push onto the Republicans. If he executive orders it, I mean, in two years, if the Republicans take back the House and the Senate, I believe they can rebuke that. Um, I believe at the same time, too, that let's just say they don't. Then in four years, if a Republican gets in there, they could just undo that executive order. The question then becomes, you know, how much of it is temporary, how much of it is long term. And it depends who's going to come to the table. Will the Republicans or, you know, the, the, the gun rights activists really come to the table or will they say, no, we're not going to do anything right Again, they've been talking about reform for years, but there's always been a filibuster and a pushback. It's not my place to say what should happen and what shouldn't. Again, mass shootings are absolutely terrible. But I do see the other side, and I, I see both sides, and that's the problem. I'm actually at a little bit of a, um, a loss with myself, to tell you guys the truth, as to where I like firmly, firmly stand. I'm a big believer in ha you know having the right to bear arms. It's not even about that. It's about where you know I, I would stand with banning certain assault weapons or uh, sniper rifles or something like this, right? Um, anyways, the next thing is that Rachel Maddow, the host of NBC, one of the hosts, the, the nighttime anchors, used a kids in cages photograph um, at the border of the kids being covered with tinfoil and sleeping like that. She used a picture of kids kids in cages to trash the Trump administration, but that picture was from the Obama administration. The problem I have with these kind of people is this, and when I say these kind of people, I'm talking about the mainstream media news anchors. The issue here is that Rachel Maddow, if you break down the numbers, she makes anywhere from 30 to 40 grand a day, basically. She makes 30 to 40 grand a day. She has a team of researchers and she is still going off of fake misleading information and photographs. You'd think with 30 to 40 grand a day, even if, you know, where she works doesn't provide a staff for her, which they do. 
even then, you think maybe you could take a, you know, two grand out of that thing, out of the money you make every day and pay, you know, pay someone two, three grand a week to do research for you or even more. You know what I mean? And the problem I have here is that, again, I'm, I'm a nobody. You know what I mean? I love all of you for supporting me from the freaking bottom of my heart. But how is it that a guy like myself and you guys who are watching and listening to this can call out these people's BS and they still get paid 30 to 40 grand a day to do what? Do you know what I mean? They have a staff and a team of researchers and they still can't get their shit right. Like what the hell? Meanwhile, us over here, we're really pushing for the truth. We don't get things correct all the time, absolutely, especially with the, the news reporting. Because, again, we don't have the, the resources to send out reporters of our own here. But we're trying to call it like it really is. So how come someone like myself and you guys are being a part of this community? We can see through this. And she's getting paid. And not just her, not just Rachel Maddow, but these type of hosts are getting paid that kind of money to do what? And on top of that, they're provided a research team, which the company they work for pays for, and they can't even get a photograph dated correctly. Now, again, whether that was intentional or not is not even the point. And if it was intentional to use a picture that they knew was from the Obama era, that's even worse. That's technically propaganda. You know what I mean? I just, I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand. It doesn't take much to just check, you know? Like, the next thing is that a large container ship stuck in Egypt's Suez Canal um, was holding up a bunch of, I think the ship had the, it was called the Evergreen, was the Evergreen ship. Hilarious. I saw some of the footage of some of these ships trying to, it basically went sideways into this canal, into this, this porting, this docking area. And um, on the river there. And it's, it's funny because no one else can get through excuse me, and um, I'm not going to lie, like, listen, it, it's kind of funny to watch, as long as nobody got hurt, I'm laughing at it, I mean, it, they're, they're trying to get all these bo boats to tug it, and, you know, try to pull it, to fix it, so other boats can get through, the boat literally went, like, vertical, to the point where it just, it blocked everything from coming through, I don't know, kind, kind of funny, in my opinion, um, and that's how you know, by the way, when you check, like, the global news sources, when that's the main headline on the front page, that's how you know nothing is going on in the world that day, you know what I mean? Generally, at least that we know of, let's be honest. So the next thing is that an alleged double mutant variant of COVID has now been found in India. Holy crap. What's going to be next? A triple variant? I mean, look, whether it's real or not, is not even the point. I'm not, I'm, I'm moving on from that. I'm, I'm, I've, ta I've talked about COVID enough, uh, enough. I apologize guys, but no. Um, the next thing is that Biden said the recent North Korean missile launch was not a provocation. I get what he's saying. He, there, you know, maybe he's saying it as, oh well, we don't take it as a threat, this or that. Look, North Korea is gonna, you know, make threats and they're gonna flaunt and what have you, and you know, they're gonna, their, their bark is always louder than their bite because let's be honest, if the all politics and strategy aside, even though the U.S. will not, if they really wanted to, let's be real, not just the U.S., China, Russia, you know, is Israel, you name it, they could you know, take North Korea out in a second. So whatever the strategy is here is hard to say, but I'd be interested to see what's going to come of this. The next thing is that there are floods in Australia that allegedly, according to like actual physical geographical location and size, are spreading as big as any two European countries combined. So like if you if you took the size of, you know, for example, I don't know, France and uh, let's just say France and, and, and Germany, that's the size of how big these floods in Australia are. Because Australia's got a lot of land, tons of land, which by the way too, we, we talk about in the main episodes in the afternoon, evening, uh, the, the main ones, but that's why the US also has extreme interests in military operations or bases there that are even super secret. Because when you, you have a country like Australia or a continent that has so much freaking land, 
I mean, that's just great for the underground base kind of stuff. I just wanted to, to throw that in there quickly. The next thing is that Abu Dhabi is planning to invest billions in British businesses. Okay, I mean, look, when they plan to do this, again, it's it's more than just a business thing. If you get all the top investors together to say, you know, let's go invest in this country, be vigilant, guys. There's always an intelligence angle to this, right? The next thing is that, and I don't know what it is. I'm not going to pretend and act like I know what it is. Clearly, whenever, like, because business and government are intertwined, whether publicly they are or not. So when businesses go to invest in another country, obviously it's to make returns and profits, but there's more to it than just that, right? You factor in the, you know, the case of on the intelligence side, maybe the money might get frozen or the assets might get frozen if the country itself does something, you know, in terms of that's against UN rights or UN law or whatever. And they have to factor all this in, but it could be used to justify something down the road again intelligence is, is is the main goal of a lot of those things um the next thing is that dubai's deputy uh ruler ha passed away uh i don't know if it was unexpected or not but he passed away which is unfortunate uh, the next thing is that netanyahu's future is unclear because of this election that's happening so there was a, a political deadlock in israel i believe this is the if i'm not mistaken the fourth time in two and a half years that third or fourth time that the israeli people are going the jewish people are going to vote for a, a prime minister and a, you know a political party majority as of right now allegedly it looks like netanyahu's uh, likud party is not going to have a majority and things are not looking very good for Netanyahu right now. But I mean, we'll see what happens, right? There's talk of election interference, but I want to be careful with that because I don't want to be accused of starting a conspiracy or whatever by YouTube. So anyways, um, the next thing is that shares of GameStop fell dramatically. I mean, look, I don't think, I don't know the specifics, but I don't think people expected GameStop to just, you know, thrive and thrive and thrive because the retail investors screwed over the big, you know, the big uh, hedge funds. I think it was a fantastic move, you know, a bunch of small fish coming together to defeat the metaphorical big shark, so to speak. But at the end of the day, eventually the stock was going to fall and maybe it'll go up again. That's just the way of life. That's the way of the stock market, right? So for people who said, no, GameStop will never fall just because of what happened a couple months ago doesn't mean that it's never going to fall again. You know what I mean? You're always going to have people that will doubt it eventually because of legitimate, reasonable justification. The uh, the next thing is that the Israeli military attacked Hamas positions in Gaza. They said it was Hamas positions. I want to be clear and I want to be fair. I look, I take the word of Israel. I don't know why someone like, well... I mean, look, I, I don't know why Netanyahu would just randomly bomb certain parts of certain countries in the Middle East for no re reason. There's always a reason. Now, whether or not these people were, you know, Hamas m members or Hamas rebel areas, at that point, unless you're in the field yourself, you're never going to know. Kind of like with the Syria gas attack that, uh, you know, the mainstream media in the West said that happened, which, again, there's evidence to suggest it didn't exactly happen or it may not have happened nearly as nearly as badly as the western media reported it but that's something else anyways kamala harris says that the border problems won't be solved overnight yeah i know i know but it, it here's the thing it doesn't help it when you stood before you partnered with joe biden it doesn't help it when you stood in front of the place that's emitting toxins saying we got to shut this place down and then all of a sudden when biden gets in there he keeps it open I mean, and then, and then Biden's answer to that is, well, okay, for now, where do you want us to put the kids? Oh, I don't know. You have a multi-trillion dollar in, like, acronym agency of, of many kinds, ICE, FEMA, you name it. Put up some tents. I mean, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but put up some freaking tents, like I've said before, you know? And again, I'm not trying to be specific and call out hypocrisy. Politicians will never be able to fully follow through on everything they promised. But again, I have to say, guys, 
not necessarily being a Trump fan, but definitely not being a fan of the left in general as well, trying to really play it down the middle here. I don't see really how, you know, Biden's, you know, rhetoric and hope for all these great things when he was running really came to be. It, I haven't seen anything yet. Like, I mean, unless I'm totally missing something, please do correct me. But I, I personally, I haven't seen anything to tell you the truth. Uh, the next thing is that scientists say that plastic pollution is OK. Now, just get a load of this is shrinking penises and making men far more infertile due to something called phthalate. I hope I pronounced that correctly, which is a chemical used in plastic manufacturing. And now these scientists say that by 2045, men will have um, uh, a problem if uh, if it keeps going like this, not necessarily getting it up, so to speak, but actually being able to impregnate a woman or what have you. And look, if this is a legitimate thing, then there may be actual cause for concern. The question is how much of this is, you know, spreading across the world. I mean, there's plastic water bottles, the oceans are being trashed with plastic. The question then becomes, you know, you, different parts of the world, the quality of water is different because of not just plastic, but different metals and things that are extremely toxic. Look, there's a lot of things that are affecting us that are not just men, women as well, too, right? So there's a lot of different things. So, I mean, look, it doesn't surprise me. It honestly doesn't. The next thing is that, um, let's see here, President Macron of France warned Turkey about trying to use social media to influence France's elections or f persuade the persuasion of the people of France because of how much doubt, allegedly, the country of Turkey sowed into the French people online last year. Look, these warnings are just public show on a puppet show. The cyber game of being able to influence, you know, uh, the, the masses of people within a particular country, it's already started and it's never going to end. It's never it's it's sad, but it's true. That's the reality. After this, it'll never end. You know, in the last say, I would say the influence of cyber activities and pushing certain narratives. And I'm not talking about Russia Gate and all that, because a lot of that's been debunked and, and disproven be, that the CIA made up a lot of it, but which justified indictments, which technically speaking, if it's made up, how does it justify? But anyways, in general, I think 20, I would dare to say between 2011 and 2014, a lot of major countries started to realize, and I could be totally wrong here, by the way, that I could, you know, the, the, I could be maybe way off in my my um in the the way in which I place that time frame between 2011 and 2014 but a lot of these countries then started to realize okay everything is truly going online now we can start influencing by just using not even hacking I mean that's a big factor in it but just using dummy accounts on social media which in 2011 13 uh, 11 12 13 and 14 i could tell you right now facebook twitter instagram they were not you know very keen or focused on that substantially these countries realized we can use accounts dummy accounts and just hire teams of people and you know pay them you know through different buffers and proxies so it never traces back to us as the government and just use them to you know just start tweeting stuff all day long I mean, think about it, guys. Let, let's be honest here. If you, if someone came to you and said, you know, here's two, three grand a day to just make random Twitter accounts and just tweet, re tweet what we, you know, tweet something on a piece of paper that we tell you to do, would you do it? Sure. If you're getting paid good, sure. But what you don't realize is that, you know, you're influencing a country's election. You may have an idea. You know what I mean? But it's so compartmentalized. Now, I'm not trying to defend any, any side of the government or the people that are actually executing it. But the point is, is that it's done in terms of this is the new asymmetrical warfare for the control of narratives and for the control of persuasion of the minds of the people. It's, it's never going back to the way it was never was where, you know, you had your three or four newspapers and your three or four main TV stations. And that's all you knew because that's all you could get to, you know, it's, it's not, it's done in terms of that.
I mean, it'll still be there, which is why companies like CNN are really trying to push certain narratives and make these little nothing burgers into like, oh, take a look. But, you know, the next thing is that the Brazil Supreme Court ruled that the judge who convicted Lula was biased. And Brazil also allegedly set a new COVID death record uh, right when a new health minister is being sworn in. Okay, so the new health minister has nothing to do with that. It's just the timing of it. But Lula was the former president of Brazil, from my understanding. And it tur- he was jailed. And apparently he's going to run again against um, Bolsonaro. And I know some of you that are watching and listening are from Brazil. So maybe you could chime in in the comments if you like, um, if you're on YouTube. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Apparently, it's a very divided uh, country in terms of who likes Bolsonaro, who likes Lula. It'll just be a matter because Brazil's got a big population, by the way, huge. So it'll be a matter of who the people want, uh, who they really want, whether it's a tight vote or not. Again, when they talk about corruption and stuff, look, corruption is rampant in Latin, in Latin America. And I don't mean any disrespect. I mean, corruption is rampant in the West, too. We, corruption is rampant everywhere. It's just different forms of it in different parts of the world. That's all it comes down to. Let's be real with ourselves, right? Um, It's just a matter of how much can you project that corruption into looking legitimate. That's what it comes down to. The next thing is that a Microsoft survey, now keep in mind, this is a Microsoft survey, but I just want you guys to to, to listen to this, found more than 40% of global workforce workers and employees are considering quitting their job due to fatigue, but the other 60% say that they're thriving. So I, I here's the thing. I don't know what kind of survey this is. I don't trust Microsoft. I bring this up because... It does indicate that, look, people are sick and tired of the nine to five job. People are sick and tired of being slaves. That's what it is. That's what we try to push for on this show to expand the perception of the mind in the in the afternoon or evening episodes. You know, we, we try to show like, listen, unfortunately, we're stuck in the system of monetary money and all that. But aside from physical cash, money doesn't have any value. It's, even then, we can argue physical cash doesn't. It's just what our minds give perception to. But on a, you know, a piece of paper or a plastic, a piece of plastic of cash. Right. But ultimately people are tired of doing nine to five jobs they want to be able to actually progress themselves as people whether it's you know doing what they want to do and really you know innovating and moving things forward and that is why the system is meant to keep us down whether it's when i talk about the disc theory or many things on a much lower level it's meant to just keep us down and i hate to you guys know this just as good if not better than i do i hate to regurgitate it but i have to say it i have to say it right The next thing is that Mexico dispatched troops to the southern border to help control the crisis. Okay, now, look, the first thing I think is, okay, which one of those cops is helping the cartel smuggle people across or drugs or what have you? Now, I'm not trying to say the entire Mexican police force is corrupt. I have tremendous respect for the ones who are on the Mexican police force that uphold the oath that they swore and they serve and all that. I have tremendous respect. But let's be realistic too. Not just in Mexico, but all over the world. There's corrupt officials everywhere, right? Whether it's in the FBI or whether it's in, you know, um, you know, actually the CIA in some cases. So we can't just say, oh, it's just the Mexican police. But we also have to be realistic. We have to put aside, you know, our textbook theory way of thinking and put on our, you know, reality, you know, cap, so to speak, and think, okay, how many of these cops are helping kids get across or families get across very quietly in order to help cartels profit? That's what it is. Or drugs, or you name it, or apricots. And I know if you watch yesterday's episode, I think, yeah, I think I mentioned in yesterday's news episode about how the cartel is selling apricots. They'll sell whatever. It doesn't matter. So as, if it makes the money, they'll do it. So again, it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the next thing, well, interesting to see. The, the ones that are corrupt will get the families across and the ones doing their job will do a good job. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, the final thing is that 
Hong Kong has halted Pfizer vaccinations after claiming to find more than 50 defects. Now, look, Hong Kong, China, right? We got to be vigilant. Maybe they're trying to take a personal attack at some of the American uh, and the European companies that are making these vaccines. But again, I, it's so riddled with disinformation, not just China, in general, guys, anytime a government institution makes a statement, you know, the Russian government, the American government, the Canadian government, whatever, it's just, it's a, it's a big joke. I mean, I, I, every, you know how bad it's, it, this is how bad it is that we all have to question if we just simply believe in a piece of a statement word for word we got when it's so bad we have to question every single word that's when you know it doesn't matter if it's coming from the US or from China or even you know the European Union or what have you the UN the trust in these institutions is not what it was and even when it was at its peak it wasn't really that high to be honest either which just goes to show you the reality of the people right people are fed up for a lot of different reasons they're fed up of, of being suppressed people are fed up of having to you know for the lockdowns people are fed up of the system even being putting aside everything the financial issues people are fed up of the system we're in people want to be able to actually go out there and progress in their own lives they want to do things to help themselves progress which in turn helps everyone else around them progress but again the system is keeping us down from doing that now we could also argue you know, there's no better time. You could say, Dave, there's no better time in the world to have a business or to do what you like. I understand, but it could still be way better. It could still be way better. And you could say, well, it could always be better. Yes, but the system we're in is such a depraved system. I mean, man, if and I'm not saying I want anarchy, but if we had a much more freedom, the way that it seems like these aliens do to explore and, you know, not have to worry about paying fake money for food or for bills just to be able to sleep at night. You know what I mean? This is what people really want. That's what I feel. And I could be wrong, but that's what I feel people. That's what I'm getting when I check the news every day. People, and I know this is an old line, but people are freaking tired, man. They're tired of just everything. Everything the system encompasses and everything it stands for. So anyways, sorry for the little bit of a rant. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching or listening. And we'll catch you later on today for the, uh, for the main episode. Cheers.